Good afternoon, everybody. We are live. It is Tuesday. It is never mind the buy box. And this afternoon, I am joined by Phil Britton. Good afternoon, Phil. How are you? Hello there. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. Looking forward to uh, the start of the summer holidays, which isn't too far away. So, you know, I know your kids are a bit older, though, aren't they? So they are. you're not you're, you're not tied by that, uh, uh, you know, as much as when you've got the little ones. <laughs> so um, just as we've gone live, guys, if you can let us know in the comments if you can see and hear us if that is okay we've got some people jumping on we've got cindy good afternoon as always i've forgotten to go into the comments because otherwise i just won't know uh who anyone is or who i am talking to but it says we've gone live you can see and hear us fabulous that is always good to know uh yeah i'm in the wrong group hang on a sec two sex guys unprepared as always hi ben uh, hi, whoever ha uh, else has jumped on. Uh, right, here we go. I think I think I'm in the right one now. Fingers crossed. Although I can't. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've got Colin. Uh, we've got Matt Cromie. He's joined us. Hey, you should be packing boxes, Matt. What are you doing, uh, Skyven? <laughs> I might be joking. Um, anyone else? Uh, just let us know uh, in the comments as you've got any questions as we go along. But a little bit of a different one today. Hi, Debbie. Uh, welcome everyone. Um, like I said, you know, we spoke about it last week. Phil's here to talk about something a little bit different. A lot of the chat that we uh, that we talk <laughs> about on here is, you know, Amazon based because, you know, when it comes to selling on uh, e-commerce for the general audience, it is the, the dominant marketplace that the majority of people sell on. Um, but Phil's here to talk to us about how he's been able to leverage eBay um, not only as uh, a, an income stream, but it to be the dominant uh, marketplace that he sells on for the type of business that he runs. So he's very kindly agreed to come on and talk to us about it and uh, hopefully for some tips and tricks, because I'm a real firm believer, Phil, in nowadays uh, about strategically branching out into different marketplaces, uh, different global platforms and, and, and things like that. Once you have got the systems in place uh, to be able to do it and you've managed to do that really successfully over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, we we've come from the the, the we've come to the e-com space from from a, from an opposite direction, really. Um, we, I originally started on eBay. I'm going back nearly maybe two decades ago. Um, yeah. And we've come from, uh, I started out pretty much the same as everyone else did really, just selling a few bits online. Um, then I found some some opportunities and some gaps in the market, which we, you know, I took advantage of. And then within two years, I'd moved out of the back bedroom and, you know, to where we are now, where we have our own warehouse and staff and, you know, and the, and the business has evolved, you know, quite organically, really. Um, and obviously then we do sell on Amazon as well, but we have, um, we're very, we're, we're very conscious of not putting all of our eggs in one basket, you know, with Amazon or with eBay. So we try and diversify our product portfolio against, against you know numerous marketplaces you know whatever they may be 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I always call eBay the lost platform. And I remember when mm-hmm. I first started talking to Matthew Wright, who obviously has uh, a very successful store uh, on eBay, uh, like yourself, I remember selling on eBay 20 years ago, you know, it being the only kind of vehicle that was around at that point. And, you know, that was our you know, certainly mine and Matt's, that was uh, Matt Cromie, not Matt Wright. Um, That was um, our first kind of successful enterprise into online selling because it was a a phenomenal opportunity at the time, but it was only one of the opportunities uh, at the time. But then, you know, getting shiny object syndrome, FOMO, whatever, as, as other platforms have popped up, you know, we kind of forgot about it and went full circle and just then kind of stuck with, uh, you know, sticking returns on there. Um, You know, it hasn't, it's been a really long time since we've actually physically made money and profit um, on eBay. But with yourself, is it something that you you came back to at a later stage or did you always stay on eBay during that period of time? We've, we've, we've stayed on there all the time. You know, we, we haven't, you know, sort of, um, deviated too much away from from eBay. Obviously, there has been periods where the stock, you know, the stock numbers have been a bit low, and we've concentrated on other things. You know, um, you know, for example, Amazon. But it's eBay has been pretty much a, a steady constant in our lives. You know, um, for the duration. Um, but as I said, we've 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 always we've always maintained that relationship and always been always had a presence on on eBay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a few others have joined. Uh, just if you've just joined, guys. Hi, Brianna. Hi, Paulina. Uh, mm-hmm. Drop us any comments uh, as we go along. Any questions that you may have for Phil? We've had a few pre-asked questions, which we'll come back and, and look at at a late stage. Once we've been through Phil's journey, uh, as we always do, um, you know, and find out why he's doing what he's doing and what he's doing, which is something uh, that little bit different like I said we're always talking uh, about Amazon so it's nice to get a different perspective and see somebody that's not just utilizing what would be considered you know uh, the original kind of selling platform the OG of uh, you know marketplaces selling online to really utilize it to be able to have your business in a thriving position as opposed to you know just selling uh, returns and 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 getting down that you know cupboard of shame uh, essentially that we all that we all get when it comes uh, when it comes to Amazon. So talk us through it. You know you kind of kept that presence the whole time. Um, you started selling on Amazon. Obviously we're not going to go back. You know the full Twitter. Sorry Amazon. This this is how used I am to talking about Amazon. I I call it you know uh, eBay. Um, so. Take us back to um, because uh, I one question I don't think I've ever asked you actually is is how long you have been a full time entrepreneur? Has it been the full twenty years or has it been you know a reduced period of time? And and if not, what was it you were doing before? Yeah, it's been pretty much sort of you know the, nearly the two decades really. P- prior mm. to that, I'd had I'd worked I, I was working for the man um, in the corporate environment. Um, I actually, prior to that, I'd worked quite for for that period between, you know, leaving college and up until sort of you know late thirties, um, that sort of time thirties. I was I, I were very much I was actually um, heavily involved in the motor industry, um, and in the I was in the car auction environment. I used to be an wow. auctioneer when I was very you know in my 
I started auction, car auctioneering when I was in my early 20s. Wow. Held, held various managerial roles and, you know, the usual sort of stuff. But I never felt super comfortable doing it. I'd always had a, I've always had a bit of a, you know, a drive to, to do something for myself and live and die by your own decisions. You know, the usual stuff that, you know, most of the people on here probably, you know, either are doing or would like to aspire to do. Um, from there, I, I sort of went full time um, where I was actually had my own car buying consultancy business um, that lasted for a few years. And then all of a sudden I came across a, a vintage clothing wholesaler that was in the UK that was that was selling a lot of old vintage Adidas tracksuits. And I've always been a bit of a I've always had a bit of a passion for uh trainers vinyl tracksuit tops I'm, I'm a bit old school in that respect so i've always i've always had a love for them sort of things and i used to do a bit of djing when i was when i was very younger and i i started buying these adidas tracksuit tops and it was they were all vintage it was quite niche back then on ebay put them on there and it's sort of from there it's sort of it, it just went mad from there so i, I yeah. moved to different categories from there, I moved into uh, clothing, new clothing from different brands. Um, then when sort of Amazon came on the horizon, I saw the opportunities in different categories. So I bolted on them categories onto eBay. So now we've got four eBay stores, um, two in clothing, one in pre-owned, one in new. And then we also have another store in the home where in kitchen, sort of outdoors, garden niche. And then with the four stories, the, a sort of like a bit of a... Um, a bit of a bit of everything really bit of this bit of that <laughs> yeah yeah and then we also have um a personal account i have my own personal account where if we get any other bits and bobs that i have personally i'll put them on there because i don't want the two to intertwine mm -hmm. so a tip for anyone out there if you've got if you have a your own ebay account and it's a business account whenever you convert a personal account to a business account you start selling full-time on ebay or whatever always open a personal account because eBay like to see maturity of an account, like to see feedback, like to see you either giving a good service or you're buying. And you never know when you can turn that personal account where another opportunity arises and you can turn it immediately into a business account. So, and then you can turn that into the second one into a business account uh, up for an, get a new personal account. So you've always got that something on the, on, you know, on the back burner in case another yeah. opportunity arises. Oh, awesome. That's a great tip. So what, what you're essentially saying is, even if you have no immediate plans uh, to open a business account on, on eBay, uh, open one up, start selling, and then you can convert it at a later stage. 100%. The amount of times we've come across a, a different product category that doesn't sit within, within our, our, our niche for that store, and you're kicking yourself thinking, well, if I open up an account and I list 100 items, it will get flagged. eBay is different to Amazon in the sense that they like to, because at the end of the day, you're, you're responsible for you. Whereas I think Amazon takes, a, although you've got, to, you've got to adhere to a lot of policies, more, than, more so than eBay. Mm -hmm. Because your account belongs to you, your listings belong to you, you've got to show eBay that you are a good seller, a good buyer, you've got good account metrics, you know, and, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, you're on someone's platform. Yes. And you've got to show them that you are coming from a good place and you're going to be a good seller or a good buyer for them. And, you know, and just building up a little bit of maturity on a personal account 
And as soon as something comes along and an opportunity arises, you've got an option there to buy and to, to jump onto a new a new account with a different niche or a different category. Yeah, absolutely. Like Cindy said, that is a lovely gold nugget. So, you know, that works in all aspects. So, you know, just from a personal point of view, but just picking up from what you've said there, you don't like to mix and match then presumably on what you sell on, on eBay. You keep it quite niche uh, specific. Three out of four. The general. Yeah, three out of the four are quite niche. The fourth one is is more general. So it's more about what's going to sell and convert rather than having you know a shop with 10,000 listings it's all about the quality of the listing the sale price you know the account it's the account match all these things yeah you know that that's so there's a lot of a lot of people say well you should go niche or do you go general to be honest with you i don't see any pros and you know cons for either really if you've got a good product that's that you get you have a good returns policy on there's a good price point you know and you can take you, you offer the best service it will still sell regardless of what store it's on yeah absolutely so yeah i suppose it's just from a aesthetics and accounting point of view you know you, you obviously want to try and keep everything separate i take it it's all under the same company uh, essentially it's yeah. just separated yeah. maybe for ease or you know or logistics or or something like that yeah and 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 eBay are, are, are really good in that respect. You can, you can, all of our four stores are all come under the same tray. They're all under different shop names, but they all come under the same limited company name and they're all essentially linked together. So if you ring up eBay and speak to CS, you will say, and they can automatically see your other stores when you're ringing up about one. And, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, so they're all linked together. But as I said, we try and three, three are niche stores and then one's a sort of a general store. Okay, cool. Yeah, great uh, gold nugget there, Phil. So thank you for sharing that. Got a couple of people have come in and said afternoon. Hi, Craig. Hi, Paul. Uh, good to have you here today. We're discussing, you know, something that a little bit different, talking about eBay and how you can uh, maximize uh, that opportunity. So, you know, obviously, with regards to having these kind of specialist stores, and like Cindy said, having a passion for fashion, and giving you that that niche to be able to uh, to 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 follow and and go go down. Would you say that that has helped you in terms of building uh, the business in order to you know on eBay in particular? Because I definitely see, especially as a reseller on Amazon, you can sell anything and everything. You don't have to separate by stores. You don't have to do this. You know, if I fancy selling some deodorant today, great, and then I can sell some Barbie dolls tomorrow. You know, yep. you're a bit of a Dell boy more, I think, when it comes to Amazon. Funnily enough, um, I, I, I think that that term suits that more on Amazon than it does on eBay, but probably the outside world of world of uh, you know people that don't sell probably think eBay is more associated with probably being a little bit more of a, a Dell boy. But when it comes to having that longevity of being able to build up your business, you know, very successfully, would you say it came down to having that initial passion? for what you started selling in a niche area to start with. Yeah, I think so. If I didn't, if I didn't, I mean, I was quite fortunate to, I think it was sort of right place at right time, really, where the opportunity opportunity presented itself. So, you know, I sort of, I was still working at the time and I sort of took the opportunity and as is the way with most e-com sellers or companies, 
you know, that you sort of transition away from doing your full-time job. You could go part-time and, you know, transition over. But eBay is definitely, you know, I'm, you know, certainly extremely thankful for what eBay has given to me, you know, and the business, you know, as a, as a, from a foundational level, because everything else really, if it wasn't for eBay, you know, would I've got into Amazon, would I've got into doing what other, you know, other, other parts of the business do probably not. Um, but it's a great, great foundation. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting that you've picked up about people that about perception of eBay. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the perception comes from, from a place where because eBay is, it has a lot of private sellers and a lot of business sellers on there. Yeah. Sometimes I think the lines can get a little bit blurred mm-hmm. in time in terms of, you know, the, the perception, the buyer's perception. I mean, last time I looked, I think nearly, I think it was something like 78 to 79% of all transactions on eBay are all brand new items now. Wow. That um, It is. It's a very, very high percentage. And, and I think 60, I think it's something like 68, 69% of all transactions are done through mobile. Um, so the, 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 but when you go on Facebook groups and you go on forums, everyone's moaning that they've not sold this and that and the other. And, you know, well, what are you selling? I'm selling clothing. What are you selling? I'm selling, you know, pre-owned clothing. Well, there might be a reason behind that, whatever that may be. Could your category be saturated? Could there be too much competition? Is your price point right? You know, have you, and you know, the elephant in the room, have you done your due diligence and have you run the data? Yeah. And it's, and it's as simple as that. And nine times out of 10, a lot of people, they, you know, they've not done them things. Yeah. If it's you, really, you... yeah, no, that's really interesting. And I'm definitely spotting a little bit of a pattern with successful eBay sellers in terms of it's not just a case of maybe, um, I think what you're talking about, and particularly with the the Amazon seller who we say right okay well if you're selling on Amazon you might as well stick it on eBay and 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 see what happens essentially because it's not really going to cost you anything or it's certainly not going to cost you a lot uh, you know in, in in that respect but especially with someone like yourself Matthew those who do really really well on eBay what it seems to be is you do very well because you are selling in specific areas um you know and it's not like i said you do have a generalist store obviously of course you know but it's not just a spray and pray it is actually strategic decisions in terms of uh knowing what goes on ebay and and what works well on ebay which i think is really interesting you know 78 percent or whatever the figure was of new items purchased, whereas I don't know, still always in my head, you know, it's always going to be uh, eBay for me is that that connotation of oh, someone, you know, Auntie Doris bought me, uh, you know, a Christmas present that I don't want, so I'll stick it on eBay kind yeah. of thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or get or clearing out the cupboards and getting rid of stuff, which is now yeah. for vintage. I don't sell any of that on eBay anymore. Mm. That's vintage. <laughs> I think. Everything, it's all in the data. Yeah. And all of your answers are all in the data. Now, does eBay give you the same amount of data that Amazon does? No, definitely not. And I think, I think for me, I think, I think the reason, and and I'm just, and I'm just, this is just sort of my sort of thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. I think 
with Amazon sellers, you know, we're all Amazon sellers and, you know, all the people I know are all top draw. They're all great, you know, great people to deal with and, you know, have any, a relationship with. But I think a lot of Amazon sellers, I'm, I'm quite fortunate because I've coming from the other way. I've coming from eBay to Amazon rather than Amazon to eBay. I think that's actually put me in a better position or put yeah, us in a better position. And the amount of software, let's be honest, the amount of software that's available to Amazon sellers is mind blowing, you know, yeah. and it takes, and it takes a lot of the heavy lifting away from them, doesn't it? I think, mm -hmm. you know, keeper, you know, you know, uh, sourcing sheets, you know, wholesale software tools. And because you don't get a lot of that on eBay, I think a lot of Amazon sellers will go, I can't be, I can't be bothered. You know, yeah, to, I agree. And the other thing as well, I think a lot of I think a lot of people don't know either where to find the data, how to interpret the data, and know if they've got a winning product. You know, I've I've I was funny enough. I was speaking to someone yesterday who has just transitioned over to eBay, and he says, "Oh, I've put I've put ten listings on, and I'm not getting mm -hmm. no sales." Well why you're not getting so, so is your is your listing optimal optimized for keywords are you you know filling out your item specifics correctly is your back end all you know all yeah. up to you know there's a lot of things and i think i think with amazon sellers they might have given it a go in the past and put on 20 listings and they've not had any success and they've just gone oh, i can't be bothered you know and they've gone yeah. back to amazon but it's all, and but and the thing is as well, because they may not know how to find the data and how to interpret it, that might be a stumbling block block for them as well. But it's all there, you know, you know. And the thing is as well, because it's because you actually own you because you own the list. Well, you own the listing; it's your listing, and no yeah. one upon it. Whereas Amazon, you've got X amount of sellers on one ASIN. You're in you, you you to a certain extent. You're in you're in charge of your own destiny. Really, you can whatever photos you want, whatever price you want, whatever delivery you want, you know, and you can, if you know what you're doing and you're good with your launch strategy and your marketing strategy, you could do, you could do very well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is that level of what you've spoken about. And we talk about this a lot in the hive, you know, uh, with regards to all the more kind of advanced, not necessarily, do you know, I don't actually sometimes think they're necessarily advanced. They're just not, like you said, the lowest hanging fruit, because obviously the lowest hanging fruit is always going to fall and, you know, become rotten in, in terms of, if it's easy, it means everybody can do it. You know, Matthew, again, talks about barriers. He, you know, he, he whenever he explores something from a selling point of view, the more barriers he's got, the happy, you know, you know the happier he is because it means less chance of saturation uh, and things like that. I think I've also noticed that there's a little bit of a pattern as well between people, um, you know, who are just the FBA seller who understandably maybe has a team, they're using a prep center, they either want to live that kind of um, it being a, an extra side hustle, or digital nomad, where they don't want the responsibility of their own, you know, warehouse space, I tend to see a pattern as well with people yeah. that have got their own premises, um, as well being a lot more successful on eBay than them, than, than the standard FBA seller, because obviously that's not the reason why uh, somebody who probably went into and was quite attracted to FBA because, you know, 
you don't have to have the boxes piled up in your home and yeah. uh, and things like that. So uh, there's definitely a correlation between that. So what I would say in particular, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, Phil, is maybe, and it won't be often that you'll hear us, you know, well, I don't know. I, I think it is actually. I always say to people, don't do stuff unless it's part of your plan, unless it's part of your long-term plan. If you are not planning on having uh, you know, a warehouse in the future. If that's not part of what you want to do, if you <clears> want to be the Johnny Smith of the world, the Tom Parkinson's, you know, where you are traveling the world and enjoying the benefits of what this business gives in particular, then, you know, maybe going down the eBay route is not going to be for you because there isn't really short of uh, putting your stock with and having an agreement with like a 3PL, there's still not been that really good solution, has there? You know, we were all saying, you know, for outsourced, uh, you know, fulfillment by eBay. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and, and I totally, re, you know, I completely understand and respect, you know, why people use Amazon because of the, of the convenience it gives you as a seller. You know, it's sort yeah. of, you know, you prep your boxes and then they're gone or use a prep centre. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, you know, like a 3PL or a fulfilment centre, there is, you know, there, there, the options are, you know, certainly a little bit more limited than the flexibility the FBA gives you, no doubt. But, you know, if you've got a prep centre, you know, can you not agree to have X amount of metres squared in their warehouse to store, you know, to store some of their product to, x amount pence per per day or what about using mcf yeah you know, it's quite easy all you need to do is put a declaration on your ebay listing saying we use amazon or we use another marketplace to fulfill all our orders as we also sell on that platform so you may experience your parcel arriving in an amazon package or something like that and i think if you're upfront and honest with customers i think that i don't think you'll ever really have too much of a problem but you know there are it's like going back to what you said with Matt, you know, it's them barriers and people don't, people don't want to sort of, sometimes people, you know, don't want to break them barriers down, but there's usually, you know, MCF or, a, you know, prep center or a fulfillment center, you know, there are ones available in the UK and probably, you know, worldwide that you might want to take advantage of. And if you said, I've heard you every, you know, I've heard you say this numerous times, if something goes wrong with your Amazon account, or you're having listings deactivated, you know, you could do with maybe another diversifying to another platform. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes sense to, you know, not have, I think most people have learned, um, you know, by now that we're definitely advocates of not having all of your eggs in one Amazon basket for various different reasons. Believe it or not, um, even though I've experienced, a, you know, a relatively recent suspension, um, but, you know, anyone that was watching at the time that, that saw us kind of go through this, we were pretty cool about it at the end of the day because, one, we weren't reliant on that particular marketplace and that particular account anyway. And I've always, always had uh, the know-how and the understanding that everything on Amazon is resolvable for the resilient. There's no doubt about it. So I was I was always, you know, never concerned whether or not it would be when, uh, you know, if I got it back, it'd be a case of when. But I didn't sweat it because, you know, we practice what we preach and we certainly are not relying on Amazon as just one income stream. So I think that's really clear, but uh, really key. But I thought what was interesting there, what you said about MCF um, as well. So merchant 
sorry, multi-channel fulfillment, which we'll come on and talk about um, in a moment. But I just want to quickly pick up on what Simon says there about think traffic to uh, eBay is harder in dispatch time compared to Amazon next day delivery. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. What's your experience on that, Phil? You know, if you've got, I don't know if, if you have the same um, items on eBay and Amazon at the same time. Can you, you know, if you do, what is the comparison? How quickly one sells one the other? I know it's quite niche or, you know, yeah, just talk us to through a, a little bit like that. Is that right in your opinion or is that something you don't really experience? I think it comes back to the fact of is, have you done, have you checked the data and, and are, have you got an item that you think is going to sell relatively well on eBay? You know, anybody can put anything on eBay, but do, do they know it's going to sell or not? Um, you know, in t so, so for us, you know, we, we always make that sort of educated decision Right. Do we send it to Amazon? Do we send it to eBay? Or do we do both? You know, mm -hmm. um, we always. But, the, but having said that, sometimes it's, it's very difficult to to try and second guess the customer because you we've I've had products in the past where we think this isn't going to sell on either platform and you send it and then it, it flies. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. those, those are the times when you question your expertise right yeah. when you're like you've done everything right uh you've done your due diligence and you're thinking right this is going to be a stinker and it yeah. turns out to be an amazing product or vice versa but you know yeah. sometimes you just got to put it out there and test it right yeah and, and just going obviously about the dispatch time well yeah obviously the customer has um obviously a prime you know a prime buyer you know they have the option they have the facility of a next day delivery of course with ebay you've got to you know what are your business policies what's your dispatch time what's your you know what service are you using is it reliable yeah. you know there's a lot of poor couriers out there that you know frankly i wouldn't i'd never use you know i'm not yeah. going to say any names um but go ahead you know, burn them phil burn them no no i'm not going to do that i'll get myself in bother um so it's really it's 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 your dispatch time on eBay is down to you. What do you decide? What yeah, what what are your policies? You know, what are your dispatch times and your policies? Are you gonna send it within one working day or same day with a cutoff at 2 p.m.? You know, are you gonna use Royal Mail 24, 48, you know, and all the rest of it? And and to be fair, we we our business, I would say, on the whole uses Royal Mail. Yeah, they've had a few problems over the last 12 months. They're all, you know, that we all know that in the UK. But do you know what? I find them as solid as a rock. I yeah. very rarely have lost items. We send we send the vast majority of our items RM24 with the 2D delivery confirmation. And normally they're there the next day. So yeah. could you say it's doing just as good a job as Prime? You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does amaze me now. You know, I can order something from like next at, you know, 1045 at night and it's with me, you know, 945 the next morning. You know, I think the world has moved on in terms of, you know, a network of different couriers and infrastructure in place so that's a you know it's an interesting comment uh so thanks for uh talking us through that uh cindy said merchant uh, merchant 
whenever I see an M, it's a merchant. Uh, Multi-channel fulfillment worked well for me when I was selling on eBay. The only problem was when I went out of stock and Sellerboard didn't update in time. Nobody ever complained about super fast Amazon shipment. And now they send in plain packaging, don't they? Except for the big, uh, the big blue van and the man that gets out of it. We don't have blue Amazon vans. Uh, around us i think it's a london thing uh, they're the electric ones i think aren't they i think so we've had one or two electric ones coming up and down our street over the last few weeks for sure um but with what with what cindy mentioned about being out of stock is did you have you set up your account to have the out of stock feature set to on Ooh, there we go uh so let's what, know what, so what that means is um uh what that means is that goes back to setting up your account, your, your account correctly. So if you're listing a, a, a replenishable item or a multi-variation, whatever it may be, um, in your account settings, you have something called, called an out-of-stock feature on. So right. when you flick it on and you're selling replenishable items, when you go out of stock, your listing does not actually get delisted. It still stays live. So right. you don't lose your you don't lose don't lose your position in the results or best match, uh, and you retain your sales history. Whereas if you didn't have the if you were selling a replenishable item that you went out of stock because you couldn't get it from the wholesaler and you didn't have it switched on, it would delist it. So you would have yeah. to start listing all over again. So that could be a reason why. So um, you know, yeah, check your settings. Yeah, lovely nugget, definitely. And I think what I would have just to add that now, uh, transparency alert, I'm not an eBay seller, but just from a common sense point of view, I think what I would do is if I was reliant on multi-channel fulfillment and there was a little bit of a syncing issue with Sellerboard, which is actually a really good bit of software. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very underrated bit of software, actually, but hopefully you guys won't be using it much longer because we've got B-Stock coming out soon, which is going to solve this problem. Yes, it's going to solve this problem uh, massively anyway as well. But what I would also have is it's a little bit of a pain in the bum, but I know... <laughs> Uh, you know, Cindy uh, ships herself anyway as well. So I know, and this is only going to work if you're prepared to ship yourself. If you are using that multi-channel fulfillment from Amazon to eBay, then what I would just have is a couple on hand, you know, uh, that if it did kind of blur the lines and didn't sync correctly, that I would have a, a couple of made up, it'd probably be bundles in Cindy's case, something like that at home in stock that if it ever went over, then I'm not running around like a mad, chi uh, you know, like a headless chicken uh, trying to fulfill it. I can just pop down the post office or get yep. boy from Yodel to come and pick it up or, or yep. whatever, or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and if you're gonna do, and if and if you're gonna do that, put your dispatch time at say one day or two days. Yeah. So perfect. it gives you it gives you the breathing space to, you know, fulfill it, process it, and take it down the post office. But make sure that you're uploading your tracking information on time because you'll end up getting with a you'll end up incurring a late delivery metric and they, eBay do not like that. Right. Okay. That's interesting. So that's one thing eBay and Amazon uh, mm. have in common. So that is that's a really important metric when it comes to selling on eBay. Yeah. As lot late delivery metrics, defects on your account. Defects can range from numerous things. The, the most common one is not re not resolving. Uh, is what they call uh, without seller resolution. 
Mm -hmm. So if someone has returned an item and you've not refunded them or you, you know, you're late or whatever it may be, if, if they have so many days, you have so many days to refund the buyer. Say, I'll, say I sell a, I don't know, a shirt, comes back, buyer wants a refund. You normally have X amount of days to, to actually initiate that refund. If they don't and the buyer asks eBay to step in, you get a defect on, on your account and you have to be under a certain amount of defects percentage versus your sales. So that's something yeah. you need to bear in mind as well. Don't me eBay, you, eBay certainly over the last few years, maybe a bit longer, have certainly evolved in terms of they want they want their buyers to have that experience. They want a good yeah. customer experience. That's why, you know, if you're a below average seller, you know, they don't promote you in, in the algorithm as high as a top rated seller. So eBay want the best people selling the best products at the best prices and, and, and you get rewarded for it. But you have to stay on top of your account metrics because if you don't, then you know that you end up it ends up causing you a problem. Same as Amazon, really. It's exactly yeah. well, I think that's that's where you do have to carry stuff over because if you are going from Amazon to eBay, uh, I'd imagine that's one of the only benefits of doing it that way around. You're kind of so paranoid about, you know, what you've got to keep on top of and, you know, due diligence and, you know, doing all the right things that you want to do in, you know, in this type of business anyway as well, that that behavior is going to carry on over into that platform, which is how eBay is going to, going to reward you and how you're going to get ahead in the, uh, the algorithm and get recognized more as a seller. Yeah, definitely. I, I would, you know, if and uh, I would if you if you keep your if you keep your 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 account in good order and you're giving that good customer service, it's not rocket science, is it? You yeah. know, for eBay, yeah. they will they will help you and promote you. And I I find that eBay's far more, you know, when it things come like customer service as well or seller, you know, when you ring up seller support, they're far more. Um, not accommodating, but they're far they're they're easier to deal with, I think, in my yeah. in my experience. Um you know, and I understand people may not want to sell on eBay because of obviously they have to do their own fulfillment and this, that and the other. But for me, if they're if if a seller is prepping spending an hour every day or half an hour prepping a box, well just spend an extra 20 minutes doing some orders from your eBay store and pop them in the post box. Yeah, uh, you, you can get raw mail to even come and collect your, your, your products now. All right, there may be a small fee to incur, but you know, it, again, it's just taking the heavy lifting away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is it for free collection? Was it or free? Is it over 15 a day? I can't remember. It's been such a long time. Um, well, for, for, for if you've got a, a raw mail account, a business account, account. You, yeah. um, you have to do over 16,000 pounds a year. That's to get it. free collections to get free collections yeah but if you you could log on to the website i mean raw mail have been doing a lot of promotions recently i think to try and increase revenue because of obviously the of issues having but um there we go yeah cindy's just confirmed okay. that personal yeah. raw mail collections are free right now because let's face it you know they they they've got a hell of a lot of competition and they're fighting to survive really a bit at the moment aren't they yeah 100 yeah, percent 
Yeah. Okay. So another uh, gold nugget there. Uh, Debbie says we have those often in Derby. I'm. Uh, I know she's talking about the the blue Amazon uh, vans. I don't think I've ever seen one actually. But obviously being down in Bournemouth, you know, it's probably like not a surprise. It's like an Amazon horse and cart or something like that. But yeah, I've, I've definitely not seen a blue one uh, down here. Maybe maybe I I just haven't noticed it. Oh, I just don't leave the house. I work from home to be honest. So I think it's more a case that. Uh, Simon said, what a nugget uh, for out of stock listing. So thanks for that. Uh, never knew. So we need a thread or a post on that. So anything that you can do uh, to pop that in the group or anything, that would be much appreciated, Phil. Uh, but yeah, lots of gold nuggets coming out for, you know, uh, stuff is so simple because obviously stuff that's, you know, so no normal for you is like kind of really groundbreaking for everyone else because, um, you know, it, it is that kind of forgotten platform. People really do forget about it um, when it comes to selling on, on, on eBay for sure. So um, one other thing before we jump into some of the questions that we were, were we were pre-asked, which I'm really interested in. And I think this is uh, something I know that you do within your business. You're a big advocate of. And um, it's it's been a vital part of success in your business. You know me, you know, you know, I completely agree on this um, is the relationships that you've built in your business with your suppliers, because, you know, for anyone that. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to tell you exactly what Phil does, but, you know, the a lot of it is um, based on relationships that you've built, uh, finding unique suppliers, uh, building on those relationships, getting introduced into to new opportunities. So talk to us a little bit about that and, and what impact that has on your business. I'm a big I'm a, I'm a massive fan of relationships. I'm, I'm, I, you you'll find me more favoring getting on the phone and talking to the supplier rather than emailing now mm -hmm. emailing is great you know and it's and it serves a purpose but for me maybe i'm just a bit old school i don't know i'm just well you, you, know, you, you like your retro stuff <laughs> yeah so maybe i'm just a bit a bit i'm a bit old school and I, I would rather i mean i've just i've just been speaking to a supplier today um and we've been talking about uh, accounts and you know and, and having a look at you know new credit terms with them and stuff like that and it's just I actually you know I can't speak for anyone else but I actually feel better when I've got off the phone knowing I've yeah. got what I needed and I've concluded what I needed to do rather than waiting 48 hours from an email that comes in your junk folder and it's a bit vague and then you've got to go back and just get on the phone you know and, and a lot and a, most suppliers are you know, receptive to just having a chat to you. And I think, I think as well, I think a lot of suppliers quite like that as well. They're probably the same as me, really. Yeah. You know, it's, we can, we can all, it gets, a, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit desensitized, isn't it? The email as, as great as it is, you know, it's just, I'm a bit, I just like to get on the phone, but relationships is, it's, I think we certainly wouldn't be where we are in terms of our business if it wasn't for them relationships that, you know, we've managed to cultivate over the, you know, over a period of time. I mean, I've got one going way, way back. I've still got, I've still got a, a clothing brand that's selling us one of our stores that we've had a relationship with now for about 15 years. Wow. Um, that we still deal with every single week. Uh, we still have a supplier of a one, one particular product that is a pre-owned product that is on another store. Um, that 
that's that the, the price point is anywhere between 65 and 100 pounds and we've got a you know we've got a significant margin across them and the, the rois are fantastic but it's just and we're on the phone to them most weeks when you got new stock can you send it and all the rest of it so yeah I'll, i'm 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 a big fan of you know certain big fan of relationships and relationship building Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about all these new technologies that are coming in place and, you know, chat GBTs and AI stuff and robots and, and, and things like that. But in terms of being able to make money online, which is obviously uh, still a relatively, mm. well, not a new way, it's been around for a good 20 odd years, obviously, but there are still going to be human elements that are going to be really, really hard to beat at the end of the day, uh, unless you go into that kind of deep fake stuff and, you know, pretending to be someone. But, you know, I've always spoken about this. Uh, a lot of wholesalers in particular, they're still owned by some really kind of older school people where this is really, um, you know, they like that chat. Cindy says they love a northern supplier. They love a chit chat, you know, and I, I anything that I've done over the last 20 years in particular, one of the key elements, whether I'm selling or whether I'm buying or, or, you know, negotiating or talking to people. And I know that you guys won't believe me on this. You know how much I talk. But I will always, when it comes to talking uh, to suppliers or people that I want to build a relationship with, I will always, always listen more than I talk. You know, that's why we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Um, and building those relationships is incredibly important because I also think, again, it's that next level. Uh, you talk about picking up the phone again. You know, I'm one of those people when I get into a text battle with someone, I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I'm just going to ring them. You know, this is, you know, and like you said, it's that it's that resolution of being able to come uh, to a conclusion on something that might take ordinarily a week to sort out digitally. Yeah. And then you might get a misunderstanding at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And I also think with having those relationships with people as well, sometimes not always because obviously they're in business, but when the next person comes along and they're like, oh, hey, I'm thinking of starting a, a retro vintage uh, clothing store uh, on eBay. Can I purchase off you? There might be somewhere in the back of their mind saying, well, do you know what? Actually, uh, we're really happy with the relationships that we've got in place with the people that we already yeah. supply. And I yeah. know that that will definitely be an element as well. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself to trade shows. I was going to that's going to be my next question. Yeah. You got me, Phil. That was going to be my next question. Do you do the trade shows? Because obviously yeah. that's generally where the spark or a start of a relationship is built, right? Yeah, 100%. I've, I've you know, I was, at, I was at one last week and we've opened up an account with a, with a, a new supplier um, that in this, this particular product is very much an autumn winter product. So he, this company, this supplier was 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 trade was showing um, last week at one at one of the one of the trade fairs. So I met him. I said, "Look, I want to set up an account in anticipation of autumn yeah. winter twenty three, yeah. you know." And then I've had I've, um, had an email on Monday, sent me account application form off. There we go, job done. And you know, hopefully we can. I mean, six weeks, eight weeks, and we're we're you know beginning of September. Which is flu, hasn't it? It's really, I know it's crazy. This year has definitely gone quicker than than anything I've experienced. I've got a mad week next week. 
in terms of you know getting a lot of stuff uh, ready and then it's summertime then it's q4 guys you know so this is definitely we're we're in countdown phase now for for how long it's going to be before we go into full uh q4 mode for sure uh we got a couple of questions here um so paulina well uh, first of all simon said you know just going back to that tip on being out of stock uh sold on ebay for years and lost listings through that out of stock so he's definitely going to check those settings out so thank you for that really appreciate it um, Paulina says, have you ever drop ship on Amazon or any other retailers like eBay, things like that? Don't get involved in drop shipping. Not a fan. No. Each to each to their own. Um, but it's it's not it's not for us. Um it was a it was a conscious decision I made. I mean, there was a number of reasons, you know. One, the drop shipping model is I, w I would certainly say, you know, can be saturated. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, I like to be able to have a certain amount of control over the customer journey. So, yeah. so I can't see the product. It comes from China. It goes to us, the buyer. I've never seen it. I don't know what the quality is. Has yeah. it got parts missing? So it was not, it's not that I don't, you know, it's great drop shipping, you know, and it works fantastically well for some people, but it's something that we don't, you know, um, we don't have. And obviously I, I totally appreciate that there is a, when you're buying in wholesale or buying whatever, you know, there is a, there's a certainly an element of, you know, revenue that goes into that model. Yeah, Of course, you know, but it's something that we don't really, don't really do. And I don't really, I would not suggest that you start, Amazon into to eBay because it's against eBay's terms and conditions anyway. Um, the same way I think Amazon is the same. They don't like drop shipping from other market, but I think they're quite strong on on that. But it's yeah, something yeah. I think it's um, it's it's to do with drop. I don't think drop shipping is there's always this misconception drop shipping is not like against terms of service in terms of you're not allowed to do it there are specific rules and what you yeah. can do and what you can't do so yeah. Yeah. It, it it's one of those things again drop shipping tends to be uh you know the lower hanging fruit like you said more saturated that type of thing so you know if you want to be in longevity and you know Phil's been selling on eBay for 20 years. If you've been kind of messing around with dropshipping, you probably would not have been doing it for that period of time. Yeah. I know, I, I know that I know that you can dropship on eBay and you're really for the rules and regulations, you're asking the wrong person because I don't really know, but I know that the same as Amazon, I'm sure there are some rules where they don't allow it from another marketplace onto eBay and retailers onto eBay. You'd have to check, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain there are some rules and regulations about that. But something, you know, if it works for you, great, but it's something we don't get involved in. All right. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Uh, Zoe says, <laughs> definitely they do have uh, blue Amazon fans down here, Natalie. I see them daily. I think I need to open up the blinkers then uh, because uh, I, I have just not have seen any. But I will take a picture of the next one I see and I will post it in the group uh, for sure. But thanks for confirming that anyway, Zoe. So a couple of other questions, but just before we move... Uh, no, I'll ask these questions first. Uh, we, uh, first of all, uh, they come from Lorraine and then we've got one from Pardee as well. Um, so... Uh, 
this is something it could be is probably one of those could be as long as a piece of string to be perfectly honest but how can i make my listing stand out on ebay uh, and how can i get positive reviews right um I'm going to try and give you a broad overview of what I perceive to be, you know, uh, trying to get a successful, you know, to try and have some success with your listings. So it's all about when you create a listing for Amazon, it's, it's all about a number of key elements. So it's, it's, it's creating your listing for you to, for you to have your listing move its way up the best match search. As in, if you think of it in Google, you want to be on page one where you want to be on page one, of eBay for that search term. It's all about creating sales and engagement on that listing. So mm -hmm. eBay the algorithm will recognize that you are getting sales. So ultimately eBay are earning something out of it. They're automatically going to push you further and further up because they know that it, it on that search term, that listing is fulfilling the customer's needs. So they yeah. push it higher up the rankings and they push it higher up the best match, best match they call it, best match search. Um, so they push it higher up the rankings. So in order for you, in order for a listing to stand out, you know, you've got to, that's one of your main considerations. But in order to do that, you we we sort of have three key elements to that. With your the way we sort of see is your product listing title has to be optimized because that is the thing that puts your place, your engagement on the best match results so a good product listing gains you search a good nice popping photograph creates your engagement as in you click through yeah and then a well thought out well presented listing converts the sale so that's all the thing that they're the three main things so as i said your product your product listing has got to have the correct keywords if you haven't got the correct keywords in, then it's not going to place in search. Right. Well, that's that's the first thing you should always think about is a fully optimized and well thought out and researched keyword listing title. And mm -hmm. then from there you move forward. I wouldn't advise using um, stock images unless you've got permission from the brand as well. Um, there is a, a well-known Amazon toy OA brand that, if you lift their pictures and images from their website onto eBay, you get a Vero, um, a Vero come through. Um, what's it called? Yeah. A Vero check. Infringement. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so think about your photographs and obviously inside that, you, you know, and one of the other key elements as well is your item specifics. Make sure mm -hmm. your item specifics when you create your listing are fully completed with everything don't put something in for the sake of it if it doesn't apply to it leave it blank but make sure you're right because what happens is when people particularly go on mobile to purchase they filter by the item specifics so the right. more the more item specifics that you have filled out the more mm -hmm. chance when it's filtered and searched that your listing is going to um, come out uh, in the results but yeah okay. get, the aim is get yourself to page one on ebay for that search term that's the key and on row one would be, God, if you're doing that, you're having a birthday. <laughs> Brilliant. It's Christmas time uh, yeah. for sure. Great tips there. Thanks for that, Phil. Really appreciate it. Um, 
we the next question was um which is uh, i think we've sort of covered it anyway but i'll just go over it um is is it best to have a separate business account i think you know i, I get the if you if you're going to take it seriously then yes yeah. um but like you said at the start open up a personal one sell some bits on there and then convert it at a later stage if you're going to take it a little bit more seriously if you need to yeah because you know as, as i said previously another product category or, or something that could present itself you go to a trade fair and you speak to a guy oh we've got some new we've got a new some new products coming out this year in a completely different category you mm -hmm. might be able to seek that you know there might be an opportunity there and put it onto a different ebay account as i said you, you can mix and match really it's i think you know we, we go niche and we go general so you know you could do either or cool uh party has asked the question should i link the ebay and amazon together for accounts i'm not sure i understand that the only thing a connection i can make to that is like a multi-channel fulfillment possibly oh, yeah. no no sorry now i've said it out loud i i know what i mean actually um should i link ebay and amazon together for accounts for accounting purposes i think under the same company i think oh, um, well well we do um yeah. you know, we've we our our workflow for our accounting is we have our four stores we've got amazon we've got etsy um and we've got a couple of other marketplaces that we we we, we are on everything comes through i know a lot of people we used to look we used to use link my books yes um, but we use we use dex commerce now oh so, i haven't heard of that one yeah they're yeah, they used to be called Greenback and Dex actually take them over. So we use Dex Commerce to link all of our shops to directly to zero. And then obviously everything's yeah. in zero. But we found Dex Commerce really well. And the good thing is as well with Dex Commerce as well, when you go into it, you can see each individual transaction. Yeah. Um, and you can opt for an individual. So every single one you can you can actually delve into it and see what the fees are and everything. So that's why, you know, Lingwell Books has been great, but we went over to Dex Commerce. So we mm. use them now. So that's, that's our flow, essentially. Yeah, definitely. That's really worth having a look at, especially if you've got all the different individual, uh, you know, lots of different things coming from lots of different sources. So, yeah, I've not heard of that one. So, again, God, this is just gold nugget galore, guys. Um, unless Pardeep is watching, that's not what you went uh, meant. Please let us know. But, I, yeah, once I read it out loud, I was like, okay, I think that's what it means. Um, Paulina has asked, do you use uh, eBay promoted listings and do you ever consider eBay ad rate suggestions? Um, we do. Um, we use promoted listing standard. Um, Paulina, I think, is referring to, I think she's referring to the dynamic um, option, dynamic ad rate you can, that eBay have introduced. We don't use that. It, we may use it in, in, in the past. What we you know, in the future, sorry, but what we tend to do is we set our own, um, I suppose because we've, because we've used it for such a long time, we get a bit of a gut feeling of what to set. So all we do is we'll have a, we'll have a couple of items that are very similar. One we'll put at 2%, one we'll put at 7%, or we may even not promote it. And then we'll, what we'll do is we'll, we'll do a 30-day check and then we'll just measure the results, how many impressions that it had versus how many clicks and sell-throughs. And we do a, a test and measure. Uh, and then we make a decision on what ad rate to to apply. Um, it also very much depends on what category and what product you're selling. 
yeah. if you're selling mobile phone cases, you're better off doing a promoted listing on it. Whereas you could be selling something so niche that there's not a lot of competition. You don't necessarily have to use yeah. um, a, a, a PL. stand out. Yeah. yeah. yeah so absolutely. it's just working it out and just doing a little bit of research and, you know, versus your competition and what the product is and what the category is. Do you know what? The more and more I'm hearing this, the more it is so similar to Amazon. Inter there are so many uh, correlating uh, things here with regards to optimization of listings, uh, ad rates in terms of suggested bid rates on Amazon and things like that. So I think there would be some really nice transferable experiences and skills that people, if they did want to go ahead and uh, maybe start looking as eBay as an option. Like I said, I think we've already established you need to be a bit niche, have something a bit specific. You know, you can't just stick your your four pack of Bisto uh, on there and expect it to sell as well as Amazon. That's not going to happen. But think about some of the areas where you could potentially build relationships, offer it as a new channel. I know something Matt Wright in particular talks about is he uses it as a negotiation tactic in terms of, hey, look, okay, you're already selling on Amazon. Let me open up and sell on eBay for you. There's a massive opportunity there. So uh, having that bit as well, you know, it, it, it's definitely something if you have the facility, the inclination, it's part of your plan in the future. It's definitely something to look into. Yeah, I mean, is is, Amazon, is eBay bigger than Amazon? No, of course it's not. We know the, the power and the, you know, and what Amazon is versus eBay. Of course, we, yeah. we know that Amazon is far bigger. That would be, you know, it'd be ridiculous to say otherwise, but it shouldn't be ignored. Definitely yeah. not. Ignore it at your peril, folks. Uh, yes, Jeff, this is recorded. At, well, hopefully it is subject to, you know, the technology working and everything. I'll let you guys know when this is on uh, the replay. It has been uploaded on YouTube. Uh, Debbie makes a really great point here. My eBay store has feedback of just over 700, but my husband has a dormant one with over 7,000. So would, it, would she be better off using his account to grow the eBay? I would have a look at what the account status is in, is in at the moment. So um, go into your account and have a look at both. So you want to be looking at has the has either account got any defects on it? Are there any late delivery metrics? When was the last time the account was used? Um, and, and have a look at your feedback and you'll soon get an idea of which one to, to use. But 7,000 feedback is is a great starting point Yeah, you know, to, to start you know, listing products because you have that account maturity, eBay know who you are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, th I think you could definitely, you know, definitely utilize both, um, you know, and, and see which one, you know, see which one uh, works, works best for you, but have a look at it. Also have a look at what status you are. Are you, are you a below standard average above, above average or a top rated as well? So, and then just utilize, which account has the better status on it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Debbie's saying both uh, 100%. So, you know, uh, like I said, you're not going to get to 7,000 at that point. That's going to that's gonna go a long way in the eyes of eBay because yeah. you won't, you're not going to get to 7,000 by doing dodgy stuff, right? So, uh, yeah, Debbie says, thank you. Uh, yes, Pardeep's confirmed. I've got the question right. Brilliant. Good to hear. Uh, and Chris says uh, he loves a bit of eBay. Well, if you can believe it, folks, we've hit the hour already. You know, doesn't time fly when you are having fun? But just before uh, we let Phil go, I want to know um, if it's OK. Um, 
your kind of plans for the future a little bit in terms of we spoke beforehand and you're really excited about some things, you know, um, the opportunity that eBay and, you know, some of the other platforms are going to continue to give you. Do you feel as excited now uh, in terms of, you know, what's in store in the future by by in, in the business that you're in? Yeah, I mean, we've we've got some we've got we're planning we've got we've got some good plans coming over the next sort of three to five years of what we've what we've thought about. You know, we've got um, we've been working with a a wholesaler that we buy a specific item from, and we've decided now that we are now going to have our own, we're going to allow now uh, launch our own brand um, mm -hmm. it's in the men's menswear accessories category uh, that we're planning to launch um aw24 um so that's on the horizon we've also pivoting onto a couple of other marketplaces as well um for some um retailers some high um high street retailers and going onto their platform so yeah it's looking okay i mean you know nobody knows really 100 what's around the corner and things can go you you never know what can happen but you know, we are, we're planning and, you know, we've got quite a strategic plan for the next sort of, you know, the first, next coming couple of years anyway, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's obviously that level of diversification, your own brand, selling other brands, uh, a bit of uh, arbitrage in the mix as well. Bundles. And you have bundles as bundles. well. You know. Talking to the right person with bundles, we, that's something we, we want to get more and more into. There's, that opportunity is massive yeah absolutely we'll be working together on that at some point in the future when you're a little bit you know kind of less busy because i'm a big believer in you have to and it's interesting what you said earlier i meant to pick up on it at the time when you said oh i've been fortunate i've been a bit lucky you know i was in the right place at the right time i don't really believe in that to be to be perfectly honest i think you put yourself in the right place at the right time and then it's an added skill to be able to recognize the opportunity as well there's no such thing as luck uh when it comes to you know uh, long uh, long achieved success over 20 years yeah I'm not saying luck doesn't exist, absolutely, but you have to be, you have to put yourself in that position to be able to take advantage of it and recognize it. That's certainly how, how I feel anyway as well. But we're ever grateful to the eBay uh, and the Amazon gods, of course, uh, uh, when it comes to, you know, facilitating what we're able to do. Uh, final question, then we'll do kind of shameless plug because uh, obviously I know that you've got a, a Facebook group as well, which tends to focus on uh, some of the eBay side of things. Uh, so if anyone wants to get in contact with Phil, you know, ask advice, you know, that type of thing, I think you will all agree he's definitely got a wealth of knowledge uh, in this area. So, you know, always grateful uh, to be able to, to call upon you if uh, anyone's got any queries or anything like that. Just don't, you know, kind of batter him to death and his dms or, or or anything be respectful of people's time this is what i'm always saying uh but just before you go uh, i think this is coming on the other group apologies i'm not sure i think it's aaron that's asked the question um with regards to and uh, i don't know if it's the same person that's answered the question but it's the same question uh do you recommend any type of of syncing software um on order you know from amazon to ebay in terms of you know like your mirror mirror whatever it's called mirror or joe lister um, things like that yeah i mean uh, there's there's various ones i think they're all i think they all i've not tested many of them um because we have our own sort of in-house processes where everything syncs together but 
um, you know, Sellerboard. I think you can do Sellerboard. That's that's you can use your yeah. eBay and Amazon. That's that's a good one. Um, what's the um, there was another one. You've got Joe Lister and Listing Mirror, and is it Ink Frog? Yeah, I think there's I think there's them them ones as well. I think basically they just pull your Amazon listings to eBay. Yeah. But if you're gonna do that. What they tend to do is they will just I think do a mirror copy of your Amazon listings. Yeah. But you'd need to optimize your product listing titles on eBay. Have a look at them because right. what, wow. okay. what, what what keywords are on your Amazon? I know you're really into obviously keywords and back end yeah. stuff. Obviously, I know that. Just be mindful that what the keyword search terms on your Amazon listing, your X, X amount of characters might not work for your 80 characters on eBay. So have a good look at that. Just do your due diligence as well. There's also as well, I think, is it Vico? I think they're actually been taken over. They're actually owned by Amazon now. They're an they inventory are. type thing, something uh, where you can sync up all your different marketplaces. And obviously then you're up to, I think you can obviously then you've got your Linworks and stuff like that, which obviously are a next price point upwards. Yeah, I think you've got Vico, then the next step up will probably be Mintsoft and then Limworks uh, from them. But I think ultimately it's again of testing out and seeing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I know uh, Matthew in particular pays an arm and a leg for his Limworks and it still doesn't do exactly what he wants him to do. So you've just got to really test and and, and see what works for you and, and what doesn't. Um, so thanks for joining us, Phil. I really, really appreciate it. It's been fascinating uh, talking to you in terms of of looking at something from a slightly different perspective. So if anyone does want to, um, you know, get in contact with you or hear some tips and tricks when it comes to uh, selling on eBay, uh, you've got a, you've got a Facebook group, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'm changing over the Facebook group because we've, okay. we've um, it, I've not been able to spend as much time on it as well I'd like. But I'm on the ecom group, so if anyone has got any questions, just drop me a dm i'll be more than happy to answer no problem at all yeah absolutely really appreciate that phil so yeah uh tag phil but like i said always 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 please be respectful uh of people's time uh when it comes to uh, you know advice and and things like that for sure we really do uh appreciate it so uh we'll leave it here for today been absolutely fascinating um thank you so much for your insight phil uh for sharing your experiences and you know we wish you uh the best of everything you know for the rest of the year and obviously for plans moving forward uh hopefully you'll come back and update us maybe in q4 or just after uh yeah. you know of how the new plans are going and you know what the direction is from there um, next week, guys, I'm going to be uh, doing something a little bit or talking to someone slightly different again. Uh, Eddie from Prepare For You is going to be joining us. Um, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Prepare For You is a prep center. So I wanted to get someone on from a, you know, a really decent prep center to be able to talk about how we can prepare uh, for Q4 in terms of prep and have a really good deep dive into it. Because to be perfectly honest, as you said yourself, Phil, um, you know, Q4 is creeping up on us. So if this is the first year you're thinking about using a prep center, then maybe, um, you know, maybe it's time. This is the time when you should really be looking into it, not when you're, you know, in crazy Q4 time. So a lot of prep centers don't take people on in that time anyway uh, as well. But also really diving deep into some of the fees and the costs, the pitfalls, you know, what's good about it 
what isn't good about it and you know maybe a bit of the old 2d barcodes and and things like that so yeah i promise you we'll make it as an exciting as as it can be when you're talking about prep <laughs> But uh, thanks so much, Phil. Uh, really appreciate it. Like I said, uh, it's been full of gold nuggets and uh, really thankful for you spending the time with us. So really appreciate it. No problem at all. No, happy to help. All right. Well, I'll see you all next week, guys. Have a good week. And uh, yeah, uh, this will be uh, uploaded on YouTube as soon as the replay is ready. So see you later. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.